With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Right, episode 62 of Below the Belt, uh, back at Parts Unknown. Yep. Joined by the dulcet tones of felonious filth. How are you, sir? Not bad, not bad at all. Um, morning after the night before, as we see every single episode. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And uh, yeah, it's good to do one first thing in the morning. It's just fresh. No time to really overthink it. It's just yeah. get it out kind of thing. Um, what are we talking about first? Well, I guess got to do it in chronological order, haven't we? You talk about the, the fight last night in Liverpool. Yeah, um, yeah. It was a bit of a weird one because you re- obviously before the fight, you know, there's going to be a side difference. You see him in the ring, he's like, bloody hell, man. Six <laughs> foot three to five foot eight. Like oh, six yeah. inches in height. Ridiculous. No, it's, it's, it's insane. Um, I mean, difficult to know what to put the fight down to. Um, I mean, as you said, after the fight, it's kind of Smith not as good as we think, or as I replied to you, in the WhatsApp, maybe fights the level of his opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a similar issue in the semi-final in the World Boxing Super Series against yep. a kickboxer at yep. a week's notice. Yep. So it's tough for him, but you know, I guess does he have the mentality of um, of someone who will just turn up, even if you're fighting against a postman, he's going to turn up and smash him up. Mm. But he's only human. Mm. Yeah, but, it's interesting. So the scores, just just to summarize, the uh, uh, Cam Smith won by decision of. Uh, 117, 111, nine rounds to three, and two scores of 116, 112, eight rounds to four. First of all, did you think Callum Smith won the fight? There was an argument to win the fight. Yeah. Um, you know, the thing of boxing scoring, if you win 12 rounds close and you win 12 nil, people say, oh, it's a robbery. But if you're giving all the close rounds to the champ, then that's kind of what happens. Um, maybe, maybe if Ryder was a champion, maybe he wins that fight. Who knows? Yeah. But the. The wide card by I think it's Terry O'Connor. That's that's been getting derision 
worldwide and, and rightly so. Yeah, well, nine rounds to three. I can't see that. I, I had it seven rounds to five for Ryder. I thought Ryder won the fight. I The last round I very nearly gave to Ryder, but I yeah. didn't. I gave to Smith. And so that would have been 116, 112 for Ryder. Um, I thought Ryder won the fight, but there was two, three, four quite close rounds in yeah. there that it was quite difficult to score. So I can see how you can find a 7-5 for Callum Smith. Um, no, no, wouldn't really argue with that at all, but nine rounds to three for Callum Smith was a fucking outrage, I thought. No, it's a disgrace. And they interviewed Paul Smith, um, I think it must have been about round eight, round yeah. nine, and he said he only gave Ryder two rounds Yeah. Um, at that point. That's when I thought, oh, this isn't right. And um, obviously you get the ten fall hat conspiracy theories, got all these fights in the future for Callum Smith, yep. you know, against Saunders and Canelo, who I presume we'll talk about in a bit. And I guess Ryder isn't as, isn't as marketable. Mm. But I think it was a start. I don't think it's about levels. I mean, it's clear that Callum Smith is arguably the best at 168. It's just that he's motivated. He's fighting a mandatory. And the guy is um, small and awkward. But then you've got a quest in his team as well, you know, to prepare him for that. Mm. You know, was he fighting sparring partners of a similar size? Yeah. I mean, I think after... I mean, in Smith's defence, after about round seven, it started to figure him out a bit. It started mm. to tie him up. As Andy Lee on comms, I thought it was actually pretty good. He was very good. He was very insightful. And yeah. when he tied up Ryder, he kind of, you know, that's, that's when Ryder was winning, having a lot less success. Mm. But he couldn't miss He couldn't miss that left no. throughout the fight. And it's no. just, you can't get hit with the same shot over and over again throughout a fight if you're world level or even approaching world level. Yeah, I'm trying to think the last time that, that Cameron Smith boxed a southpaw. Um, can't... I, can't think of one right now so that and it's almost an interesting preparation for for a potential Billy Joe Saunders fight yeah. uh, if Callum Smith was to fight Billy Joe Saunders next which you'd kind of think is kind of the realistic kind of fight to yeah, make to, because he's got a belt yeah and Canelo's not going to look at Callum Smith and go oh yeah because we would you know when we talk about when I did the podcast with Flav and Alex I was talking about how Canelo chases events and he wants a big event he's not looking at Callum Smith now Callum Smith's not done anything to earn that fight he's won a very very debatable decision over a guy in John Ryder who's got four losses at domestic level um, he's not going to look at Cal Smith and go oh that's that's chasing greatness um, yeah I don't know yeah like you said you know Ryder couldn't miss he couldn't miss with the left hand and every time he got in close he looked like the stronger man yeah. which was weird considering the size difference you think about the size difference you'd think Cal Smith would put on 15, 20 pounds and would be the stronger man. But yeah. I don't think he does. I don't think he balloons in weight like that. I feel it was feet though as well. It wasn't so yeah. much. I mean, the strength was there. Mm. But I think it's the feet. He just kept getting inside. And mm. I noticed that he'd be inside his leg. Mm. So he couldn't really manoeuvre. And that yeah. happened a lot throughout the fight as well. Uh, I mean, Ryder's on a good run of form. I mean, those four losses at domestic level. I mean, he's had a mixed career. And yeah. I think now he's at a renaissance and... Obviously, it's it's a bitter pill from to swallow to yeah. lose a fight in the way he did, but he's gained loads of new fans, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I'd imagine a lot of people watch that fight around the world. I think Lou, Lou De Bella um, commented on Twitter pretty much immediately after yeah. the result as well. So, I think Ryder can take some solace from the fact that people thought he was competitive against arguably the number one at one sixty eight. Yeah, no, I think so. You know, he's he's put himself in in a place now where he is a world level a world level kind of fighter, yeah. whereas before you didn't really know because. Yeah. He'd had his issues at domestic level. He'd never won the British title. He'd lost four, He'd lost a few times for the British title. But has been on a really good run of beating fringe contenders. He's not beaten anyone that you could pick out of a crowd, you know. But they've been good guys with good records. And he's beat them and he's stopped people. So 
you can see the improvements with Ryder. And in terms of the game plan last night, he, I think Tony Sims got it spot on. He got it absolutely spot on. And even in round 12, where, you know, a lot of corners would have said, get on your bike, you've won this. But he didn't. He said, go and go and do the work again. And he had a pretty good round John Ryder in the last round. I, I did give it to Smith, but could have easily given that to Ryder. And in round 11, Callum Smith was hurt. Yeah, look, like, was that the one that hit him in the left again? Yeah. And he kind of really he crushed up. Yeah. It was right at the end of the round. Yeah. It was right at the end of the round and he looked in big trouble. And I think if, you know, if that had been a bigger puncher, then he might have got him out of there, really. Because Callum Smith just... And uh, do you know what I want to talk about? How he looked at the weigh-in. I didn't see the weigh-in. He looked dead. Callum Smith he said he was looked quite gaunt. awful. He looked awful at the weigh-in. And... He's always been at 168. There's never really been any talk of him going up to light heavy. Um, I think he'll probably stay at 168. I think he'll have to with the caveat of Canelo. I mean, obviously Canelo's fought at 175. Yeah. But I don't imagine Canelo staying there. So you'd have no. to think, from this point of view, he has to fight Saunders next. It's a big domestic fight and yeah. you get another belt, which makes a fight with Canelo more marketable and more interesting. Yeah. But as you said, maybe he had a bad camp, maybe he was ill. Mm. And he struggled to make the weight with that, or maybe he's genuinely outgrown the division. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's interesting. It'd be interesting to see if he does, if Cameron Smith does think about moving up in weight at some point, because, like I said, he looked awful. He did look really bad, and perhaps adding seven pounds onto him and not not having to cut that last seven pounds might really help him, because he wasn't impressive last night. He was impressive against George Groves. Um, and there's been some other, there was some other impressive performances on Mohammed early in his career. Um, but most of the time, Callum Smith flatters to deceive. He yeah. doesn't box very well. And that was why I did ask the question, is he just not as good as we think he is? And I think there's probably some merit to that. Um, George Groves, I think it's fair to say, wasn't a peak George Groves. Um, but he might have beaten George Groves anyway, just because of his style, size, yeah. punching power, stuff like that. But... Yeah, I'm not sure where we are with Callum Smith. Who do you think he fights next? Do you think it'll be Saunders? It, it has to be. It has to be. Um, I mean, I saw a few bits of interviews with Callum Smith before the fight, mm -hmm. and he seemed a bit almost agitated that he's not getting the credit he feels he deserves. Um, he wins a World Boston Super Series, takes a break, fights the middleweight in, in Dam. That was yep. his last yep. fight. So he's gone. So he's gone a year, pretty much in the wilderness, and yeah. he gets a mandatory who he probably would rather not have fought. Mm. And and it's got to be difficult for him mentally. I think he has to fight. I would say February, March, the first quarter of twenty nineteen. He's got to fight Billy Joe Saunders for me. Yeah, it's an easy fight to make. Saunders wants it, and you know someone Joe's got to go. Billy Joe will sell the fight well, provided he doesn't get popped before the fight. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. it would be an intriguing fight. And the winner of that fight's Canelo. Yeah. That's, that's motivation. Maybe the other two belt holders might have something to say about that themselves, but that's got to be the route <clears throat> Callum Smith takes. Has yeah, to no, I agree. Those those two, Billy Joe Saunders and Callum Smith, and I've said this before, they need each other. Mad, massively. They need each other. Billy Joe Saunders' career, other than beating Lemieux, it's been a bit of a... It's, he's, he's got all the talent in the world, but he has not got anywhere near achieving that talent, uh, achieving his potential or his perceived potential. Callum Smith, exactly the same. Good little fleeting moments that where he's had good performances, but he's not really shown it. And neither of them are massive names over over here or on the world scene. They bloody need each other, big time. Skybox office, Anfield, do it in April. 
make the fight, you know, because they need each other big time. And they could, you know, you know, Callum Smith could fight in March and fight a man, you know, another another ranked person. Billy Joe Saunders could fight another just a mandatory or a ranked person. Who cares? Who cares? Just fight each other. Yeah. Stop wasting time now. Make the fight because it's. I'm sick of watching these two fight. I wouldn't have had them two fight at Anfield. I don't think I was all that out. I think he's got to fight Canelo at Anfield. Yeah. For me. Um, yeah. And obviously it's in the middle of the season as well. So I don't know how they'll feel about that. Yeah. So um, no two fight Manchester Arena. You yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd say so. Twenty thousand or twenty thousand. That'll do the job. Um, yeah. Guess the next question is who do I think wins? You probably have to lean to Callum Smith slightly, but I don't think it'll be a pretty fight. No, I don't think it Because Saunders be has got a chin in them. I don't think he'll get knocked out. Yeah, they both and, do. They've both got good chins. And he's yeah. smart. And Saunders is a very smart fight. And if he's seen the success that Ryder has had, he's got to be thinking, make the fucking fight now. Yes, yes. Yeah. And as I'd say, that's got to be the first quarter of next year. If it's any, you, there's no more marination no. needed for this fight. No, none of those guys should box anybody else but yeah. each other next. Um yeah, there's make it make the fight happen. Um, undercard? Did you watch much of the undercard? I didn't see any of it. To my I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't either. I was kind of fleeting. I watched the there was a cruiserweight Commonwealth title fight. It was Billum Smith against Craig Glover. I did see the ending of that. Billum Smith won. Uh, he won. He's with Shane McGuigan. Barry McGuigan was there as well. Yeah. Um, and then the, I think the Lawrence Coley's vacated the British title now. Okay. The cruiserweight title now. So you'd think that at some point Billum Smith will fight the winner or whoever wins the British title. So. Isn't Rick Poirier in the, yes. in the same for that as well? Yeah, Rick Poirier's fighting for that. It's at the ne- next-gen show. Is that Sam Messi or have I missed? That sounds okay, right. Yeah, yeah. That does sound right. Yeah. You know this stuff better than me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you know that was, the only, that was the only one I caught. That was the only one I caught. I was a bit... It, looking at it, looking at the undercard, I was like, yeah, it was a bit much of a muchness, really. There was yeah. nothing, nothing there that I was really desperate to see. Um, okay. Uh, so moving on to it was Las Vegas, wasn't it? It MGM, was Vegas. Yep. MGM Grand, Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, WBC heavyweight title, Deontay Wilder against Luis Ortiz. Two. Yes. Scenes. Bloody hell! It's just um, if you've got that in your locker, then winning rounds is for idiots. Yeah. <laughs> why, why did he do win a round for? So they knock him out anyway. <laughs> you know, he's already done it. Winning rounds is for idiots. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, what's the point of that, man? I've done a knock this guy. I've done it already. Yeah. And he's, he's got that much faith in his power. And yeah. he's just an exciting fighter. He's phenomenal. He yeah. speaks well. He looks the part. Um, he lives the life. The whole outfit when he comes out to the ring. Yeah. With the fucking crown and the mask and all that yeah. shit. He looks brilliant. It's like he gets it. Like he just totally, totally gets about selling himself and selling himself as a fighter. Yeah. And, you know, box it, you know, for whatever reason, he's not become a proper, proper household name over there. But he's a big name and he, he's exciting. And. Flav texted me this morning and it was a great line. He said, um, Deontay Wilder makes a mockery of boxing. He does. And he does. He absolutely does. Because it's like, he doesn't do anything by the book. Yeah. And even in the way in which he promotes himself. I mean, every time he fights, he goes back to the comments about wants to catch a body. And yeah. it's unpleasant, but it's marketing. Everything that comes out of these guys' mouths is marketing. Even Tyson Fury being on the whole mental health thing is, yeah. is marketing for him. I mean... I'm not saying it's completely insincere, yeah. but everything they say is marking. They say, well, how can you say that? It's a disgrace to the sport. And yeah. obviously in the last few weeks, they've had the KSI fight and people talking about yeah. talked about all that. But I just think Wilder is just amazing. I mean, you've got... I mean, in boxing, there's always different factions of support. You had Mayweather's fanboys and Pacquiao fanboys yeah, and yeah, they'd yeah. be arguing with each other. And then you've got the AJ fanboys saying, well, look, you know... I think one person said to me yesterday that 
the Deontay Wilder fight's not pay-per-view. You know, and at, and at the show's levels, I'm like, well, you're not going to get two non-UK fighters on pay-per-view over here no. unless they're absolutely, unless they're absolute gods like Mayweather yeah. and Pacquiao were. No. Um, but, but no, the, the, guy, the guy is just amazing and I just got so much love for him and so much time for him. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I guess the next fight will have to be him be Fury, but I'm not that bothered about that fight, really. I just yeah. want to see him fight AJ. That's yeah. the fight I need to see yeah. before them two retire. That that fight has to happen. Yeah, even even if, you know, say Andy Ruiz beats Joshua again and, yeah. and Fury beats Wilder, which is very possible, very possible yes. that, that that could happen, you still would see Joshua Wilder and you'd still put it on pay-per-view and it would still sell out Wem- Wembley Stadium. 100%. Because it's two absolute massive punches, both flawed. They're both flawed, but they're both good fighters. They're yes. both good world-level fighters. And it would be who lands first. And the thing is with Deontay Wilder, what I've realised is you have to knock him out. Otherwise, he's going to knock you out. Exactly. That's, that's what it is. You have to knock him out because he's, he's an awful boxer in a, in a lot of ways. He, his feet are awful. He doesn't you keep his guard up, really. He doesn't, have a, he doesn't move his head. He doesn't have a great defence. All, all over the world, there's, there's coaches in boxing gyms right now telling young kids, well, keep your foot inside of, like Andy Lee last yeah. night, he, you know, John Ryder was keeping his right foot inside of Cam Smith's right foot and yeah. all that stuff. That means nothing to Wilder. He doesn't give a shit. If Andy Lee told him that, he'd just look at him and just go, fuck off, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to hit him with my right hand and he's going to fall over. And at first glance, because of the camera angle, it was behind Wilder. It didn't look like a massive shot. Yeah. Did it? It didn't look like a massive, massive shot. But then you see the replay and you see the sweat yeah. just come off Ortiz's head. It's a fucking monster shot. It really is. And when it landed, after Ortiz had outboxed Wilder for seven rounds, he'd completely dominated him. Wilder had done nothing for seven rounds. And he just lands one shot, literally one shot, and knocks him spark out. You know something? All the criticism we're giving Wilder at the moment. Yeah. He threw, I think he threw two jabs before that shot. Yeah. And I think Ortiz prepared for the third jab. Right. But the jab never came. Yeah. So he can set traps. Yeah. Because he's got those long arms, because it's so awkward, you don't know what's coming. You can't see what's coming because it's unorthodox. Yeah. And he uh, throws, he was throwing a lot of left hooks as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it comes from such weird angles. You don't know what you're preparing for. But Wilder, the thing is with Wilder, and I felt it as well, because I'm a bit of a, well, I wanted Wilder to win. I think we, we both did. Yeah. I sat there watching it and I never thought, oh, Wilder's going to lose. I didn't. Oh. I never thought Wilder's going to lose this fight. I just, you'd know that he's going to land a shot and he's going to win. And it's just amazing. It's just something to be to behold. And what, what's so impressive about him for me is, and I said this after the Fury fight, he has complete belief in himself. He's completely, has complete belief in his ability to knock another man out. Whether it's round first minute of round one or the last minute of round twelve, he's a brilliant athlete. He's brave and he's tough, and he can fucking punch. He looked in trouble in that round as well. He did. He was buzzed, and that's a, that's the issue. I mean, AJ, I would like to think AJ will fight him one day. Yeah, and I mean, it might be shades of the Ruiz fight. Yeah, Ruiz in trouble. He knocked him down, and and he obviously thought he saw an opportunity, leaped in, and got sparked. Mm. He might the same thing could happen with him and. I mean, Wilder can hurt Wilder. He's got long yep. enough arms to get there. Yep. But you might reach in and pow. Yeah. <laughs> You're gone. Because one is a heavy puncher. Two, you don't see it coming. Yeah. So if you see a punch coming, he, and to be fair, Ortiz parried a lot of those shots in round seven. Because he's throwing those shots and he parried them. And at one mm. point, he said, kind of shook his head. He said, come on, mate, do better than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then 
<laughs> then he slept. <laughs> Donny got slept. Donny got slumped. He got slept then. <laughs> and the look on Ortiz's face. He fell on his leg. He fell on his leg and his face, it was like, it was like, Someone put a meme on on Twitter, like which tells you not to nut. <laughs> it was exactly. Like, yeah. It's like it's like his face was like, like he was just fucked. Like, and Jesus even when Christ. he got up, he was still like, because Kenny Bayliss stopped it, yeah. and a, a num- you know maybe um, you know Jack Reese might have let him carry on because he got up like bang on nine. It was three it? seconds to go in the round, so yeah, a lot. Yeah, a lot of people would have thought, oh, it's three seconds to go, I let him go. But even when he got up, his face was still... Well, he, was reaching, he was reaching for the gum shield, which wasn't there. Yeah, he was like... Yeah, he he was... Yeah, you're right. He was down and he was reaching for something that wasn't there. Yeah. And he didn't know where he was. He I mean, was... that's good refereeing. I mean, obviously, a lot of combat and contact sports have got the um, shadow of concussion over yeah. it. And... And obviously, boxing, every tough fight, there's going to be some concussion in there. Yeah. And the fact that the referee saw fit to stop the fight was good for Ortiz. Yeah. There's a lot of talk about his age. I mean, he's 40 um, yeah. officially. People say, oh, he's 47. But he looked fucking amazing. He was in great whether shape. He's, whether, whether it's the drugs that made him do that or whether he's clean and he looked like that. Yeah. I think he gives... Well, don't know where Dillian White is now. I think he's fighting Charles Martin in a few weeks. But Is he? I think that's a credible fight for Dillian White. Yeah. Absolutely, and I think maybe Ortiz wins that. There's a reason that, that Dylan's not taken that fight. He had opportunities to take that fight. Yeah. It was ordered for an interim title yeah. a couple of years ago for Dylan to fight um, Luis Ortiz. There's a reason he didn't want to fight Luis Ortiz, because he's a bloody good fighter. And last, I think what Ortiz benefited from last night, <laughs> you know, before the knockout, <laughs> before the knockout was he had a pretty long training camp. He had a pretty long pretty long road up to the fight and he looked in good shape yes. he looked in good shape and he'd had a couple of fights where he, had, he hadn't looked very good his last few fights he's not looked very good at all but you said earlier about boxing to the level of your opponent you know he's fighting guys like Travis Kaufman he, you know, he, he fought David Allen didn't he David Allen? he fought David Allen a few yeah. years ago yeah he's he's not it's going to be hard to motivate yourself for guys like that but this one you know heavyweight title big payday in Vegas he's done the work he's done the work and he looked in really good shape. And if he was to be in that shape against, you know, a Dylan White or even Anthony Joshua or even Andy Ruiz, you'd you'd fancy him. You'd fancy uh, abso- him. Absolutely. And the heavyweight division, you've got Povetkin, who's still decent. You've got Ortiz, as I've said. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's happening with Tony Yoko? Is he... Is he cause I know he got popped for drugs. I yeah, think he served he that missed, now. He missed tests. Yeah. Yeah, he missed tests. Um, I, think he's st- I think he's still just kind of working his way up. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's, but he's not young, young. So because no, uh, he, I mean, was well, been well, next year be the next Olympics. Yeah, so you've got to try and do something before. Yeah, before that starts. Yeah, because you, 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 your star's going to start to drop then because there'll be a new kind of generation of, of amateurs coming through, probably all from the Eastern Bloc, that will be coming into the heavyweight division and start to start to climb the rankings there. Um, but Ortiz, you know, there was some talk last night. Oh, should you retire? Not at all. Not at all. Stay in shape. I think there's a belt for him in his future. I think there's a potential he could get some sort of regular title or a vacant title. Or, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing him and Usyk. That's an interesting fight. Both southpaws. Uh, both a similar height. Both six foot three. Yeah. Both a similar height. <clears throat> that would be an interesting fight. That would be. I mean, is there any talk of who Usyk fights next? Um, well, yeah. So um, I think it's looking like Chisora. Oh. It is looking like Chisora. I think, and possibly for a vacant WBO title, um, depending on what happens in the Joshua match, that's going to make things kind of... 
that's going to make things move a little bit. So once whoever wins between Joshua and Ruiz, which I'm not, I'm not really sure about to be honest. Um, but whoever wins that has two mandatories to fulfil: IBF, who's Pulev, and WBO, which is Usyk. Who are you going to fight? If you're the heavyweight champion and you've got Usyk or Pulev, who would you pick? That's true. It's very true. You're going to pick Pulev. He's 37. He's lost a few times. He's got a bit. He's got some miles on the clock. You're going to fight him and let Usyk have the WBO belt because Usyk he didn't look amazing in his last fight, but it's but you know he's going to get better as he grows into the division. He's talked about that he'd beat Joshua and Wilder pretty easily, mm. but Fury's a little less sure about. Mm. But the issue with Usyk is start slowly. Mm. Maybe in that slow start, he eats a shot from Wilder. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the problem with that's fighting it. him. That's it, man. It's 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 just amazing. And and Usyk like the ultimate kind of amateur. The kind of he's like the Usyk's like the polar opposite of Wilder. He's like a brilliant technician, fantastic feet. Fantastic technique, and Wilder's just windmills in. There was I don't know if you ever watched it, Twin Peaks. No, so in the new there was there was the original series. Twin Peaks is like a, for people that don't know, it's kind of like a sci-fi slash murder mystery slash teen drama kind of thing, and it was in the early nineties. And then they did a, a kind of a, a third season in like twenty sixteen seventeen something like that. And there's this character in in uh, Twin Peaks called Freddy. And he's just this young English bloke. And he's got like this green gardening glove on his hand. And it's stuck there. And he can't take it off. And you think, all right, it's a bloke in a gardening glove that can't take it off. Don't think nothing of it. And then a fight kicks off in the bar. And he does this tiny little punch. And he completely foams the geezer. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what Deontay... I swear Deontay Wilder's wearing that gardening glove underneath his right hand. He has to be. Because he was just foaming people left and right. But what was even funnier this morning, when I was trying to remember this character's name this morning, they've done a football factory mock-up of this bloke, where they put, <laughs> which I knew you'd love, which they've put all the voices over the Twin Peaks. Oh, that's brilliant. It's called Freddy Factory. <laughs> and it's just him. It's just him just doing these little tiny little punches and foaming geezers, but with Football Factory audio oh, you over can, it. You can. See you, I'll catch you first. That is absolutely amazing. So that was me this morning watching fucking Freddy Factory. But how do you... Because I remember Lucas Matisse was knocking people out. Knocked yeah. out, um, what's the geezer's name? He fought um, oh, Amir Khan. Oh, Lamont Peterson. Yeah, he yeah. knocked him out badly. Big time, yeah. And Danny Garcia was ringside and yeah. Garcia was... They'd look in his face up to say, you know, how, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they thought him next schooled him, all the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Fury and AJ got to be watching what he did last night. I think, okay, obviously they have to think that they can beat him. That's what that's what you're in the sport for. Mm. But they've got to be a doubt in their mind thinking, you know, because while Fury could, in Fury's locker, he's taken his best shots and got up from them. Yeah. So maybe psychologically he's got the edge over Wilder. But then he's also got to think, you know, because the last fight he had was quite tough. Yeah. You know, and oh, it's just it's insane and it's intriguing and it's lovely that the blue ribbon event of boxing heavyweight title is yeah. now back on everyone's lips again because yeah. for a long time it was just pretty boring and it's a shame that Wild Wilder never got to fight um, Vlad Klitschko because that would have been intriguing as fuck. Yeah. It, would, it would have been jab jab hold, but yeah. just one shot over the guard and just that's it. He just had one shot on Vlad and Vlad would have been Bambi legs, wouldn't he? Yes, because he did panic. Like Joshua panics when he gets hurt. Massively. Um, and that's what I think, you know, I think I might be slightly swayed by just, you know, I'm in awe of Wilder a little bit. And I might be slightly swayed by that. And I just love the guy as well. 
But I think he's going to beat them all. Because you say there, you know, Fury's taking his best shots and he's got up. But Wilder also knows, I can hurt you. I can hurt you and next time I'll get you out of there. And I, you know, Wilder's been, sorry, Fury's been doing WWE. And he's been kind of messing around. And he's talking about MMA. And he's already talking about retirement. Whereas Wilder's talking about greatness. And I think Wilder's in a place similar to where Canelo is where he can't lose a fight right now. It's just He will lose a fight eventually. Someone will just completely outbox him and stay out of the way. And it could be Tyson Fury. But I don't think that it's that time yet. I, f- I, I just have this feeling that Wilder's going to knock him out. Um, be it early, be it late. Because Fury can be hurt. His defence isn't the best. It's good, but it's not the best. He's a brilliant boxer, Fury. But he gets hit and he gets hurt a lot. Not, you know, quite a bit. I think Wilder's just going to beat him all. I hope so. And <clears throat> four or five years ago, I would never have said that. No. I'd have wanted AJ to win it all. And, yeah. you know, we, we've spoken about AJ in this pod and he can be a bit of a polarising figure. And I love the guy and I'd be happy for him if he got back and beat Ruiz and everyone. It would be, it'd be, it'd be good for him. I mean, he's, the interviews he's given since the, since the defeat have been pretty bad. Yeah. He's not come across well at all. No. And... The Lennox Lewis stuff didn't go down well no, and with then, hardcore boxing fans, particularly. And then he's talking about how oh, it was a fluke and, you know, it won't happen again. And I think Zanon, Paul Zanon in the last yep. pod said he doesn't see him, doesn't think he's motivated to stay in boxing, doesn't see him as a fighter. Yeah. I kind of agree. I think, I think he's got a fighting mentality. Mm. But, you know, it's the old sort pyjamas thing again, the isn't Marvin it? Hagler thing, yeah. So It's hard to get up at five in the morning on when you're laying on silk sheets. Yeah, so... so that's the that's what's intriguing. Over the next eighteen months, those three are gonna fight each other. They have to. Yeah. Regardless yeah. of what Andy Ruiz does. Yeah, and you know it could. You know, after it could be if Andy Ruiz wins, um, and I imagine we'll do a podcast before the the Joshua Ruiz fight. Um, won some combination of us sugar babes. Um, oh, that fight's during the day, isn't it? It's like really early. I think it's eight PM. I think it's going to be the actual watch fight. It, watch it here. Parts unknown. Yeah, mate. yeah, it'd be fucking great. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was hoping for. Yeah, that'd be really good. Um, yeah, just watch it, and we'll just do a live pod. We'll just record the, our reactions for our. <laughs> we'd have to edit it, all the terrible things we say out, but yeah, it'd be pretty yeah. fun. Um, but if Ruiz, if Ruiz beats Joshua and Wilder beats Fury, undisputed title, and it'd be so easy to make. Yeah, PBC. Yeah, PBC. Both PBC. They don't recognise the WBO anymore. Don't they? PBC. No, they don't <laughs> recognise them. Last night they had uh, they had a caption, the big three, the big three heavyweight champions, and they had pictures of Ruiz and, and Deontay Wilder. They don't recognise the WBO anymore. It's so weird. It's amazing. It's weird that they recognise the WBA, who are clearly the worst. Like, they're awful. It must be a top rank thing. I think top rank yes. over there, and I guess um, Frank Warren over here has the sign over that division. Yeah. That, that, that version. You're absolutely right. So You're absolutely right. Yeah, it is. They they top rank and WBO. They do a lot of, you know, if you think about the Manny Pacquiao the WBO title, Terence Crawford's got the WBO oh, title. We've, we've, we've forgotten something. What we've got? It's coming out of a time, isn't he? Who cares? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, he's not coming out of retirement. I think it'll just be some event that he'll just be heading up. He'll do an exhibition probably against Khabib, the UFC guy. We're talking about Floyd Mayweather. If you didn't know already. <laughs> I don't. Oh God! Like I love the guy. Like I've got money team hats. Like I'm like I love the guy. But you're forty. He's forty three in February. Yeah. He's forty three. Him and Pacquiao are just like shits that won't flush, man. I mean, yeah. we need them to. 
I mean, I, I like the renaissance of Pacquiao. It's yeah. been amazing. But I feel like they're more of a hindrance than a help to the sport right now. Floyd in particular. Floyd more so, yeah. Because Manny Pacquiao is still a top welterweight. Yes. I was so impressed with him against Keith Furman. He was brilliant. He completely dominated him. The cards were quite close. Bit of a joke. Um, but... I thought Pacquiao was brilliant. He completely dominated Keith Furman. So you're still up there. You're still a contender. You can fight Spence. Great. Or fight Danny Garcia or Mikey Garcia or whoever. Fine. But Floyd, he's fighting a little Japanese bantamweight, kickboxer bloke. He's talking about fighting Khabib, a UFC fighter. Like, like if you want to do that, fight. Like, fine. But don't pretend you're coming out, coming out of retirement. You're not. You're just messing about. It's just marketing at the moment. and He's bored. He is bored, and we've talking, we've spoken about the sparring sessions that they have, and it's having a, an effect on his body, mm. on his brain, mm. and I just it is it is boring. I mean, it, I mean, obviously it's worth bringing up, but it's just yeah, it's it is topical. Boring. Yeah, very boring. That's pretty much all we've got to say in it, really. Yeah, I just I don't care. I don't care if he fights. If he has a professional boxing match, I'll be so upset because he'll lose. Because he will lose. I don't think he'll take on a fight that he can lose. It's no. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a Canelo thing all over again. Yeah. Canelo's not going to take on a 50-50 fight no, anymore. No. doesn't Floyd, have to. Floyd's, at this stage, Floyd's <clears throat> going to take on a 90-10. Like, it'll be a Khabib. It'll be uh, it'll be an exhibition. He'll fight an exhibition on, on UFC. Okay. Or... Yeah, I think that's what Dana White wants, a mixed... Yeah. A mi- but how are they going to do that? Gonna... They're going to have two rings or something. He's going to get into boxing, isn't he? Yeah, he's but gonna get into how boxing. would that work? I think, I think it would be in a boxing ring. But it, perhaps with some hybrid rules. Because you remember K1? Do you remember K1 years ago? Vaguely. It was on Eurosport. It was brilliant. What, about 10 ropes? Yeah, it was like <laughs> fucking... It was in a boxing ring. But it was like kind of like UFC in a way. But they didn't grapple on the floor. Okay. It was all standing Stand up. up. And it, would be, it could be a seven-foot bloke against a five-foot-six bloke. There was this seven-foot seven geezer, Japanese geezer, with purple hair. And he had a fight with a little tiny Thai kickboxer bloke. He was, and the geezer was jumping up in the air, leaping and doing these mad kicks and yeah. shit. It was fucking good team. That must be the one where I saw that massive, big black sumo wrestler looking bloke fighting a small bit. just fell on him. Yeah. And ended the fight. Yeah. Like, it was mental. Like, K1 was good shit, man. That was good TV. <laughs> like, oh, the t- that was when I didn't have a job. Yeah, I feel like jacking in all the time just so I can get back into doing that again. <laughs> like, just a Channel 5 random yeah, sports. Just random shit. Like, um, Somebody last night in our uh, on our mentions, I you know you know how I am about British judges and British referees yeah. and things like that. And obviously we had the the, the scores last week: the Cash Farouk against uh, Lee McGregor, McGregor at bantamweight, and I thought that was a complete robbery. Um, and I know a lot of people. I didn't, I didn't see anybody that scored it for McGregor. Anybody, but he won by some quite uh, eight rounds to four was one of the cards, including a point deduction. It was an awful, awful. And you know how, like I said, you know how I am about British judges. But this person said they're no worse than anybody else. I'm paraphrasing. But do you think that's true? It's difficult to say because we, we're from the UK. Mm. So we see it firsthand and reinvented the sport. Mm. So we feel an element of ownership. Mm. <clears throat> so it's felt more here mm. that our judges are so bad, especially when the English or sort of the British pride themselves on fairness. Yeah. And... You know, we talked about, I remember in the 90s and the 80s, you'd have people over from the UK fighting in Italy yeah. and getting shafted, fighting in Germany, Sven yeah. Otka, yeah. and getting shafted by him. Like Robin Reed. Yeah. Yeah. So so now you've come over here where boxing is thriving yeah. and these decisions are happening. So it is going to be felt, we are going to feel it's worse than everywhere else. Is it worse? I don't know. I'm, I don't watch boxing in every single country, but over here where there's a thriving scene yeah. and we want to be taken seriously on the world level. Yeah. And you get in these cards that just make us look 
fucking terrible. Yeah. I mean, I don't think the Smith. I don't think it's a robbery that Callum Smith won that no, fight. No. But when you get a card like that, well, the only way I could kind of rationalise that card is that there were a lot of close fans and they gave them all for Callum Smith. Yeah. It's in Liverpool. The crowd cheer for everything big that he does. Yeah. Perhaps because a lot of you know uh, riders were was on the inside. Perhaps the judge missed it. Like you're, but you're giving every benefit <coughs> of the doubt there to Terry O'Connor, um, the one British judge, well, he, he, and he happens to turn in that card. You can't, you kind of have to, because um, Con- O'Connor's probably got a mixed reputation. But mm. you know, you have to think what, what's going on, and he's probably not going to get the sack. Yeah. It's on an Eddie Hearn card, and Cannon Smith has got all these big fights in the future. So I said, when we're at Rantan, I said he's going to win this fight. Yeah. Regardless. And I just thought, let's just have some close cards, maybe, I don't know, 7 5. Yeah. Reasonable. Yeah. We go on with it. Yeah. But 117, 111, I just thought, what the, f- what the hell? I thought there might have been a split. I thought there might have been one drawn card, maybe, yeah. a majority decision, or maybe one for Ryder. But yeah, I was like you. I was sat there thinking, it's going to go to Smith. Smith's going to get yeah. it. And even though at the time I scored it seven five to Ryder, you could like I said, you could have had it seven five to Smith, but one seventeen, one eleven was an outrage. I, I you know, I don't know, maybe I'm fetishing American judges and I think they're so much better than everyone else. And I don't think they're that much better. There's really a lot of bad cards in American boxing as well and boxing all over the world, but I do think ours are particularly bad. I, I don't think the the, the the standard of overall officiating, the refereeing as well, the Lee McGregor Cash Farouk fight last night. McGregor was holding from round one constantly, and it took him to round ten to dock him a point. I just think I just think that overall they're bad. Well, they're talking about VAR in boxing. I don't know how that's going to work. I think this. I actually think the situation, the Charlie Edwards situation. I actually think that was that was handled reasonably well. Like they looked at it, they goes, "No, that wasn't right," and they change it. Like that worked. I don't like how it was kind of done. I think, you know, usually you go and you go back. You don't do it right there in the arena with the promoter there and the crowd and yeah. everything else. But that worked. So there is a possibility for it. But... I think at world level, you'd have to have it. But then I think the good thing in boxing now, the fetish of having an O on your record mm. is going away. Yes. So these bad decisions aren't terminal anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not. it's not like... You know, back in the 70s and Marvin Hagler was trying to fight for the middleweight title and his best years were wasted, really. Yeah. Um, when he won the title, he was at his peak, but I'd say towards the end. Yeah. When he was finding Philadelphia and mm. getting shafted on these decisions, you know, yeah. he had to go the long way back. Mm. Someone like Ryder will get another opportunity yeah, and it's not the end of the world. And that's how, that's how Ryder has to see it yeah. and, his, and his team. People, and I think even last night in Liverpool, there was a lot of booing afterwards. That was his town. That was Cameron Smith's town. There was a lot of booing. And they're a knowledgeable lot, the, you know, the Scousers. They, are, they know their boxing. Like, like, like Northern Irish as well. They know their stuff. And they know when, when someone's won and someone's lost. And they knew. They knew last night that Cameron Smith didn't win that fight. Uh, what about afterwards, Tony Bellew? Saying, I didn't, you know what, I turned I'm so it off. glad I didn't I was say so it. annoyed, but I turned it off. Yeah. And then I saw you like the group talking about him defending another Scouser. What he, he said, Canelo be running scared or something like that? No, he said something like that. I've got, I've got to find a You've quote. You've got to find now. it. There's some something around Canelo would be scared of Callum Smith after that. Canelo would smash Callum Smith to bits. I, I don't, you know, he'd completely... I think he'd stop Callum Smith. I think the quote is, Canelo won't want any part of Callum. <laughs> quote, unquote. Like, Tony, like, they did, like, it was all basically, um, you know, Johnny, Johnny Nelson was the only one that was being real. And I can't, you know, I don't really like having Johnny Nelson, but he was, last night, he was the only one that was being real. He was like, John Ryder won that fight. 
Whereas well, Darren Bar- Barker said it as well, wasn't he? Darren Barker, yeah, he's kind of he's he's with Tony Sims, isn't he? So he's kind of John Ryder's mate yeah. in a way. But you know, they put Tony Bell, who's a scouser, and Anthony Collar, who's a Joe Gallagher fighter. You know, both ringside is like you knew what you wanted to happen here. The, you know, even Andy Clark, who I love, who's such a good, he even seemed to have drunk the Kool Aid a little <laughs> bit, and it was just like, oh, this is so disappointing. It was just so disappointing, kind of the the coverage, but it always is. It always is on. Square. Well, I don't know. I mean, what could you do? I mean, you're not gonna. It's one of those things where the card was bad, but it's not something you've. It's not something that they, they can really flip tables over when. Yeah. When you could argue that the right guy won. Yeah. And that's what you're gonna remember. It's like these like these Josh Taylor cards. Yeah. He probably deserved to win the fight with um, Pro Gray, but there was a ropey card in there. Yeah. But what do you do? I mean, the right decision. It, they came to the right decision, mm. albeit with a with a bad card. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, yeah. I just, I don't know what you do about it. I don't know what you do about the scoring and judges and things like that, you know. Perhaps have somebody scoring off a of TV. Well, yeah, because we, we've got the benefit of the angles and yeah. replays and sometimes it can be swayed by commentary, but yeah, that's what that's what we're seeing. Um, I don't know, I mean, do you give the judges a TV screen and watch the fight? That's, yeah. that, that's distraction. Yeah. Do they, I mean, there's been talk about noise cancelling earphones so they can't hear the crowd. Yeah. But if Smith's got his back to you on the ropes and... Mm. He's getting worked on the inside, which he was throughout mm. the fight, and they can't see it. What, what do you do? Yeah, yeah it, it, perhaps it's worth something experimenting with, perhaps two judges ringside and one on the TV, maybe. Or maybe maybe have a judge on each court each side, yeah. <laughs> which would be mental. One one judge on one side. They usually they are on each side. Oh, they, I yeah, thought they, they all sit together. No, no, I mean, no, I got no, no. this image of them three, yeah, like three that's nerds. That's why, if you notice at the end of the round, the referee goes goes to all one, four corners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He picks up a card Fuck and then he it. gives them to the timekeeper. Oh, no idea. Yeah. And now I think about yeah, think about can you think about these British fighters to the referees are just like oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, it's, it's oh, I don't know. I don't know, nah, me neither. It's just something that you know, something that needs to be kind of sorted out really. Um so yeah, that's pretty much that really. I thought I had something else to talk about, but I can't remember it now. It seems to have slipped my mind. I can't think of much. I think it's all all roads lead to Dubai on December seventh. There's a yeah. domestic card, I think. I don't know if it's a next gen. Yeah, there's one next week on BT Sport. Yep. And uh, Carl Frampton's back next week. Uh, he's boxing at super featherweight. Uh, he's never a super featherweight, ever. I don't know if he's just chasing Leo Santa Cruz, who won a super featherweight belt last night. I don't know if he's just doing that. He's never a super featherweight. And he's a little bit shop-worn. So, I don't know. I think we I think we might be in for a shop next week. I'm not even. I don't think. I don't think I'll even watch it. So, yeah. well, it's in America. <laughs> it's in America. It yeah, it's in the middle of the night. So we want to those record and wake up and watch, watch first thing in the morning kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad I didn't see that Tony Belly comment. I, I wouldn't have been able to watch Wild this morning. So I smashed my TV <laughs> up. God. Uh, all right. All right. So yeah, that's that. That's that, it. That'll do. Yeah, mate. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.